What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fonz and Jeff Show. I'm the Fonz here with Jeff. Hey, how's it going? And we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and what this show is about. So I'm the Fonz here, and I'm a Mexican-American, born and raised in Long Beach. I grew up in Oceanside. Um, been married for five years, been with my wife ten years, love her to death. Wow. Been together since high school, man. Seems mm. like a lifetime ago. Yeah. And we got our three kids who are crazy. <laughs> who run me up the wall, but I love them to death. Uh, I worked in education for uh, about seven years and uh, educational theorist, I'm a writer, and I uh, also direct Child Development Center. Uh, and I'm here with Jeff. Jeff, tell us about yourself. Hey guys, my name is Jeff. Last name is Perry. Uh, black, white, Filipino, Chinese, and Indian. Um, I know, man. That's and a real American right I there. I know, straight up Captain Planet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. But um, yeah, uh, I've been married for about uh, six years and uh, two kids, five and four. Man, those kids, they're so fun, you know, just raising a family. It's tough at times, but it's awesome at the same time. So yeah, Whoever said parenting yeah. was going to be easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's going all right. You know, I went to college for half a year. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs college? Yeah. So uh, it's been all right, man. Just playing it by ear. <laughs> no, just working. You know, that's pretty much all I'm doing. Welcome to the show, guys. We're going to be talking about some interesting stuff here. We're going to be talking about some current events. We're going to be talking about how it relates to culture. Uh, we're going to be talking about entertainment and education, sports and spirituality and some family values and ultimately fatherhood. So, I mean, we're two fathers here. We're going to talk about father's perspective on these things and how we can just share our perspective as fathers on these things, you know, when we are mindful of how the things of the world are going to affect us, our family, and also our children. So we want to give everybody a take on it and talk about our experiences as fathers. First thing on our agenda, let's talk some current events. What's going on? We have this ongoing struggle of liberal... <laughs> versus conservative and now it's in the form of Jimmy Kimmel versus Sean Hannity and you know I feel like all this stuff is escalating because of the, the election with Donald Trump yeah what do you think oh man it's, it's, it's out of control man I mean you know the media they're always trying to constantly find something to talk about a particular event is it's kind of comedic you know it's kind of funny you know especially the context behind Jimmy Kimmel and Sean Hannity it's an interesting duo. Yeah, the know? names they're calling each yeah. other too. It's just, yeah. it's just funny to see grown men acting like, like teenagers. You yeah. know what I mean? Having an, an internet battle. I think I got into one of those back when MySpace was around. You remember <laughs> yeah. that? Like, yeah. Hey fool, let me catch you on the play yard. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And they started sending something back. It's crazy. Yeah. And now these grown men, respectable men in their 40s, 50s, are going at it, calling each other names. <laughs> Tell us the specifics. What's going on between these two guys? So basically, I guess it was around Easter time, and uh, Melanie Trump was reading uh, like a bedtime story to some children, and her accent was getting the best of her, and she couldn't really pronounce the words. And uh, so basically, Jimmy Kimmel was making fun of that. Wow. And because he made fun of that, Sean Hannity got extremely offended, so he was giving Jimmy Kimmel a hard time, giving him some backlash. Man. And then that's where it all started, man. They were just going back and forth. And it's, it's kind of funny, actually, if you read their Twitter history between them. Yeah. They got some jokes. Reading some of the comments, and I think they were 
calling each other names that I can't even say over our podcast because we're a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. I'd just love to hear Jimmy Kimmel listen to my mom read a book with her Mexican accent, you know? Oh, yeah. But that would, I wonder if he would even say anything. But because it's Trump's wife, first lady, and there's just so much hate for that family. And, I mean, just because, what, because he's a Republican? Or, or is it because of his reputation? I don't understand why there's just... I mean, even if you don't approve... Of him as president. Yeah. I mean, why do you got to rag on the guy's wife? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Now, it, I don't think either one of them is right yeah. in the way that they're handling it. Oh, I, I don't think, right. you know, Jimmy Kimmel is right in, uh, in insulting her accent. But then again, Sean Hannity going and, and calling him names and like, I get it. I get it. You feel like there's an injustice because, you know, it's like they got to pick sides. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You make fun. You make fun of your homie's wife, so you gotta back your homie up. Right? Mm-hmm. You gotta say something because he's a Republican. He's gotta say something back. But I get feeling the injustice. But why do you have to go and and start calling somebody names? It's just like fighting foolishness with foolishness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Jimmy Kimmel goes back, and then it turns into this thing, and then here we are with two highly respectable guys looking like idiots over the internet it's ridiculous man i mean they look at each other and it just lets you know like we're all the same (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) we are all the same i think it's silly yes it's getting out of whack man i know but all we can do about these kinds of things is we can't control what famous people do while they're on the internet. Mm-hmm. All we can do is as people, if you're a conservative, if you're a liberal, just be disagree without becoming disagreeable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure, you don't believe in the same things that I believe. It doesn't mean I gotta call you names. It doesn't mean we gotta fight. It doesn't mean anything that, that we need to act negatively towards one another. Ultimately, there's two systems that kind of check each other. You know what I mean? And it's finding that balance where I believe this side, you believe that side. Let's meet somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. so we can all benefit one another. But what's happening right now is the opposite. They're clawing at each other and we're tearing ourselves apart. And, you know, we need to work together as people. And we need to not look towards the celebrities, what's happening with them. Let that affect us in our day-to-day lives. So moving on here, we have our segment called Something I Learned or Found Interesting This Week. It's a funny story. While I was working, I had a, a family just decided to rip me a new one uh, for something that I didn't do, something that somebody else did. And they decided you know, to take all of their anger and aggression out on me. And I could have reacted in one of two ways. You know, I could have yelled back. I could have also thrown out accusations I could have shown and been like hey well you do this you don't do that <laughs> but what what good would that have done yeah. probably got me fired if yeah. I would have done that <laughs> right because the customer is always right yeah but you know it, it just made me realize that anger is a reaction it's a reaction that 
gives up the control that you have over yourself to the person that you are angry with and it shows an inability for you to keep your stuff together and keep your peace so what do you think about that yeah man i mean like for me it takes a lot for me to get pissed but when it comes to my kids I get pissed like in one second. Right? <laughs> it's something about your kids. Dude. Yeah, just draw that out. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Like they'll push the right buttons. Like I don't know, but like I feel like the patience in the workplace versus the patience with my kids, just based off my experience, you know. Like when I go to the workplace and like I'm working with someone who's very hard to uh, suggest ideas of making the workflow better. Mm-hmm. You know, I may suggest something, but they get angry. Right. So it's like you got that energy and you're working with that anger energy and it's like hard to work around. Yeah. So you're just like, man, like collaborate. Yeah, it's very hard, you know, and then like it's that type of anger going on. And, you know, the anger with my kids, like I try not to get angry at them, but they do push my buttons. Like when you put them to sleep at 730 and it's (laughs) 915 and they crawl out of bed (laughs) screaming. Trying to use the bathroom by themselves yeah. when they still got a diaper on. I don't know. What are these kids thinking, dude? Oh, man. I know, man. It, it's, it's, it takes a lot of patience, man. Yeah, um, it does. Mm. But there's different expectations, you know, at work. You're being supervised. Yeah. So you have to keep your cool or you could lose your job. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to keep it together or, you know... Someone will think you're irresponsible. Right? Yeah. At home, you're the ultimate supervisor, unless you're, you know, living with your in-laws there or you know the grandparents there who are going to be taunting you like, "Hey, yeah. don't raise your son like that." Or if you have <laughs> my parents, are like, don't be afraid to spank him every yeah, once yeah, in a yeah, while, yeah. right? But uh, you know, at home, you're that ultimate supervisor. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's up to you whether you want to lose your cheese with your kids, mm-hmm. and no one's going to say anything except for maybe your wife. But then again, <laughs> they lose their cheese too, so they don't feel yeah. like they can call you out on your dirt. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. So, you know, there's those, you're not being checked when you're with your kids. So there's that freedom to fly off the handle. Um, but it, it's, it's so true, man. Uh, being able to keep your calm and keep your cool when faced with that inner desire to be angry. Because, oh man, so badly. I knew of all the justified uh, reasons for me to be able to yell back mm-hmm. and be like, hey, and I would have been justified because they weren't doing this right. They weren't doing that right either. So it's really their fault, you know, but would that have won me anything? Yeah. You know, would that have benefited at all? Instead, I decided to be like, you know what? I'm just going to let them have their way. Let me let them yell, have their episode, and they leave. Then I'm cool. Mm-hmm. My day continues, and I'm fine. Or, you know, I could go home and take a pitiful shower and cry while I'm in there and be <laughs> angry for the rest of my day. But, you know, it's like they say that anger or hatred is like a drinking poison, but a hoping that that poison will affect the other person. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're only killing yourself. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, well, Romans twelve eighteen says... Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. I like how the New King James says it. It says, as far as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Because it, it, it really falls on you, mm-hmm. your responsibility. Whether you become angry is your choice. Mm-hmm. 
whether you live at peace with somebody is your choice. Mm -hmm. They're going to do whatever the heck they want to do. Mm -hmm. She's going to want to fly off the handle with me. But I am responsible for how I react to that person. I mean, we don't really look for those mm -hmm. positive things about people that rub us the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, we just go straight to the negative. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, when somebody asks you, how was your day? Most people automatically go to the negative. Oh, did this and this happen? The traffic was bad. Mm -hmm. I woke up with a crank in my neck. You know, the <laughs> coffee wasn't ready. You know, just too much drool in my pillow. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, got all crusty on my face. You know, <laughs> just always the bad news. Work was awful. I mean, it's very rare that you ask somebody, at least a genuine person, yeah. right? And they say, Man, my day is great. You know, yeah. the sun was out, and yeah, then, very then those people yeah. piss you off because they're just too happy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> turn it, turn that happiness down. Right, it's calm down. Yeah. Right, the world is a miserable place. Don't you watch the news? <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't you look at Yahoo? Right. We got to be in control of ourselves and make sure that you know, like the whole Sean Kent Hannity and Jimmy Kimmel thing. Yeah. People are gonna do what they're gonna do. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is how you react to that. Stay positive. Yeah, man. So moving on to big screen, small screen. This segment, we talk about things that we are excited about in entertainment. We are looking at movies that we're excited about, TV shows we're excited about, up and coming, and also some things that we're nervous about. Because my goodness, there are some movies that they pitch that yeah. are just like, why are you making this movie? Oh, man. I'm telling you. Especially with all these reboots and stuff that are happening. We're going to be talking about that in our next show. But, my goodness. Why can't they just let a good thing die? I know. I know, seriously. Like Terminator. Oh, yeah. Why did they bring that back? <laughs> they tried to bring it back twice. Let like, it die. What was it, like Genesis or something like that? Yeah. Terminator Genesis? I don't care what they, what they add to oh, the man. end. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and then Terminator... Yeah. Just a bunch of names that are yeah. passed. You remember like that one with Christian Bale? Yeah. Nobody remembers that one. Nobody I, saw I, it. I didn't even know there was one with Christian Bale. There was one with Christian Bale. And then there was one that just came out, the one that you were talking about. And I believe they're planning to make another one. But it, this new generation, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. They didn't see the originals. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know. They just want to see robots shooting each other, man. Wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger a governor? Why is he coming on this movie? <laughs> Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think he just got heart surgery. Did he? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. It shows you. Yeah. That guy can't be the Terminator. No, he can't. He'd have a heart attack if yeah. he didn't lose scene. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, uh, things we're excited about. I'm excited for Infinity War. The latest in the Avengers saga. Exciting yeah. stuff. So excited. Captain America comes back with a beard of glory. <laughs> No shield, but a beard of glory. Yep. And looking hardcore, we got the Guardians of the Galaxy mixing with the Avengers to kick some Thanos butt. What do you think about this, man? Are you excited? Dude, I am so excited. We're talking about years and years of leading up to this movie. We're talking about Iron Man 1. Since 2008, it actually started with The Incredible Hulk. Don't forget it. Oh, the one Incredible with Edward Hulk. Norton that nobody oh, yeah. watched. Yeah. Yeah. What? I still haven't seen that it. That guy? Yes, Edward oh, Norton, American History X and Fight Club was oh, the Hulk. Man. It was right. Yeah. Scrawny dude with a big nose. Yeah, that's true. Man, that was a long time ago. To wow. me, Eric Bano was 
<laughs> well, you know, and people are going to be like, because you guys are young. Lou are Ferrigno you? is a real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it just keeps on going. But the latest is Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Or, or Ruffalo, however you say his name. He's going to be um, reprising his role as yeah. the Hulk. We got Spider-Man joining the crew. Oh, dude. Dude, how exciting is that? Dude, it's going to be awesome, man. I was looking at the trailer. only seen one trailer because now there's like four trailers yeah basically the whole movie in four trailers <laughs> yeah right no surprises there we yeah. know exactly what's gonna happen it looks like spider-man has a nice suit man. he does yeah. he has that mechanical suit yeah. that, uh, that was at the end of his movie yeah man i mean it's the whole avengers coming together although it's coming from comic years and years and comic book storylines and story arcs it was the way that they arranged the the Marvel movies that have been coming out lately are is just genius you know what I mean it's something that they haven't done before where you know they they make one movie it's its own standalone movie but it's still connected to another movie very subtly connected yeah. with Samuel L. Jackson like dude if anybody's gonna connect movies it's gotta be Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury coming oh, yeah. around with his eye patch telling you like hey man you gotta come join the Avengers yeah, man, years, years and years of development, and it's coming to an end. I believe, and this is a rumor, that we're going to be losing Captain Rogers oh, man. this episode, or maybe next. Yeah, um, I heard too. Yeah, I believe he's done. He's yeah. done making the, uh, making his role as Captain America. Yeah, I believe his contract is coming up. Is that what it's all yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. We don't even care about about being Captain America. No, no, he wants to be an artist. I, I, <laughs> Come on, dude. Captain America needs to live on. This is for the sake of, of humanity. <laughs> this is important. Children need to have one yeah. consistent Captain America. Yeah. I mean, if C Captain America is down, like, who's an American icon that's a superhero? Yeah. Oh, you got Superman. Well, I, no, no, no. <laughs> no. We d that's a conversation for a different time. <laughs> It's we don't have enough time to go into that right now. Well, let's just, but no, this is a sore spot for me, man. We can't bring Superman up right now unless we have like half an hour just dedicated to talking about Superman. It's really near and dear to my heart. TV, TV shows we are excited about. I'm excited about this one particularly because it is one of my favorite books, Fahrenheit 451. HBO is making a TV movie for Fahrenheit 451 which I don't believe is doing it justice. You know, it ought to be a big screen experience rather than a small screen experience because the story is so epic. Mm -hmm. Did you read Fahrenheit 451 in high school? I haven't. You probably did. Yeah. But you were forced to read it and nobody <laughs> enjoys anything that they were oh, forced yeah. to read. I agree. I can't tell you how many books I read because my mom made it a punishment for us when she was like, you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? And she realized, dang it, they're way too old for me to be spanking them because now it don't hurt. It doesn't hurt. So I'm going to make them do something that hurts. And instead of letting them play video games, I'm going to make them read books and oh. boring books. Now, some of them were kind of interesting. Like she made me read Holes. What? Holes was actually a pretty good yeah, book. Yeah, that was a good book. You know what I mean? But I didn't enjoy it because I was forced to read it. Oh, man. And then I read it again later on. I'm like, this is a pretty good book. <laughs> and then they made the movie, and I'm like, it's even better now. Right? But yes. Fahrenheit 451, Michael B. Jordan is going to be Guy Montag. What do you think of Michael B. Jordan? 
Michael B. Jordan, I think he is a great actor. The first time I heard about this guy was in Creed mm. with uh, him and Sylvester Stallone. Man, that was like one of my favorite movies. Like just watching that movie and seeing Michael B. Jordan just act. You can see a lot of his, uh, of who he is. He's able to put that on screen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think he does a really good job, especially in Black Panther. Like, I, it was awesome. Dude, Black Panther. Have you seen it? Nope. Oh, man. I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah. Does it live up to its hype? It does, man. It yeah. does. You know why? Because of Michael B. Jordan. Because of Michael B. Jordan? Really? Not yeah. because of Black Panther himself? Uh, you know what? I think Michael B. Jordan made up about 40% of that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, I I, I became a fan of Michael B. Jordan um, when I watched Friday Night Lights. Did you ever watch that show? I haven't. You should. And guess what? Amazon just earned the streaming rights for that show. So if you have Amazon Prime, which yeah. you should have, I yeah. think nowadays everyone has Am- oh, yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's like having a, a, a debit card, dude. Yeah. Like everyone needs to have one because nowadays, why even go to the store? I know. It could be delivered to your doorstep. It's right there. Right? Yeah. But anyways, my, back to Michael B. Jordan. Friday Night Lights was a great show. Football, high school football. It's uh, based from the movie. Friday Night Lights, and then they made it into the TV show. And he came out in the last season of it, but his impact on it was just so so huge that it just blasted him into stardom. And then I saw him in uh, that movie Chronicle. Did you, see, did you watch that movie? It was like a handheld film where these three friends uh, find this like alien rock that gives them powers. Oh wow! And it's just a handheld camera, so it's like you what? Know, they're yeah they're. You know, recording each other and it shows their faces and you hear the voice behind the camera. Um, kind of like Cloverfield. Have you ever watched that movie? I haven't seen it. It's that. all recorded by phone. By yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, by phone. And so it's kind of like the same deal. They get these powers where they can, you know, use telepathy and they can they learn how to fly. And then one of them just becomes more powerful than the other. It's uh, played by Dane DeHaan. He, um, he kind of just really fixates on the power. You know, Michael B. Jordan plays like this really cool friend who's really popular and he's kind of like more reclusive and um, it's just a great performance but one of them ends up going crazy and then he kills the other two and, and just goes nuts but um, oh no he just kills actually without giving too much away he kills one of them and then it becomes this epic battle super good movie you gotta check it out it's called Chronicle um, so Josh Trank, the guy who directed that movie, directed Michael B. Jordan in Fantastic Four, which was terrible. Oh, terrible man. rendition. Worse, I think worse than the Fantastic Four that they made um, with Captain America yeah. as the Human Torch. Oh, Dude, man. that one was bad. Oh, yeah. It was right. fun. It was fun. Oh, but yeah. it was bad. Wow, I totally forgot he played as Human Torch. Yeah, which is kind of weird because they're both Marvel characters. Yeah. It's like, how can you be Captain America and the Human Torch? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, back to Fahrenheit 451. It's a great story, a uh, classic story. Ray Bradbury just kind of revolutionized um, prophecy in literature. I mean, everything that he said would happen in that book, is is it's coming to light now with... Um, Guy Montag's wife, she would have these ear, uh, these seashells in her ear that would play music, right? It's like just like headphones. And this yeah. was written like in the 50s, right? Yeah. Little seashells in your ear that play music and broadcast the radio. And she had these things all the time, right? And then she would watch TV all day 
and talk, have a conversation with the people on TV, kind of like watching those Facebook bloggers or yeah. and YouTube bloggers who are um, basically just talking to you about their yeah. life, recording their life, yeah. and then pretty soon you're just going to be able to communicate with them through the TV. Wow. And that's what she did all day. And they're burning books. What is this is about is the firefighters are burning books because they want to censor. They want to censor uh, intelligence, knowledge, mm. uh, free thinking wow. um, from the public because if he who controls knowledge has a power, mm. you know what I mean? It's kind of like with what's going on with the fake news. If you can make, if you can control what people learn, then you control the people. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't let them learn um, things about morality, if you don't let them learn things about like spirituality, faith, um, uh, let them learn about uh, the things that matter in life, yeah. you know, then you can control them. And that's one of the things. Michael Shannon is going to be uh, Captain Beatty. Who, man, Michael Shannon is just one guy who knows how to be creepy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He played. Uh, he came out in Man of Steel as. Um, as General Zot, General Oh, yeah, Zot. that yeah. guy. Dude, he's creepy, right? Yeah. He just has that face, yeah. but he's a great actor. Yeah. And he plays that role. I think they cast him perfectly. Great book. Yeah. Now, we move on to our segment called Things We're Nervous About coming out on the big screen and the small screen. Number one, Detective Pikachu oh, coming out May 10th, 2019 with Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. What? Dude. What is that? <laughs> Man. I mean, first of all, Pikachu doesn't talk. <laughs> sure he does. He says Pikachu. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. He just says yes. his name over yeah. and over again. Yeah, like I am Groot, you know? <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, you saw, you saw the game trailer. Yeah. So he's just basically uh, a Pikachu with a Sherlock Holmes hat. Who has a really creepy adult man voice <laughs> who hangs around a little kid all day. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Yeah. I don't really like the idea. Yeah. His voice is too deep, man. It's it's real creepy. Well, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's They're trying to find that detective, typical detective voice, you know? And right, kind of like from a yeah. 1950s. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Noir novel, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's Pikachu, man, you know? Yeah, he's supposed to be cute, cuddly, yeah. not Deadpool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think it's weird. Coming from somebody who grew up on, you know, watching that 90s show, Pokemon, yeah. you know, the Gotta Catch Them All, the 150 Pokemon, <laughs> you, we collected, I don't know if you did, but I collected the Pokemon cards. Dude, I collected a lot. I stole Pokemon cards from the, from the store. And I collected, I had to catch them all. (laughs) The the show told me to. The theme song said, got to catch them all. So I had 150, some of them double, some of them hologram. You know, I got to get that hologram Charizard with the the bee's knees. Yeah. You know? And playing the games on the Game Boy, hours and hours and hours of my childhood spent on that. And when they finally make a movie, this is what they come up with. Oh, man. Of all the great storylines they could they could have gone with. Yeah. Head scratcher for sure, man. How could they make a Pokemon movie without Ash Ketchum? Wow. Like who is that kid? 
I don't know. I don't know who this kid is. All I know is they got we got some like serious actors coming out in this movie. We have Ken Watanabe. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but this dude from, he came out in Godzilla. He's got a, a crazy uh, credentials behind him. We got Bill Nye. You know, we have Ryan Reynolds, who's you know Ryan Reynolds was a terrible Green Lantern, but I guess he's a wonderful <laughs> Deadpool. Um, the second time around, because remember he did play Deadpool technically in that X Men oh, yeah. Origins movie. Yeah. But then they realized, wow, that was terrible. Yeah. Let's erase that Redo completely that. <laughs> yeah. and then start over with the same actor. Yeah. What? But whatever. It works. So this movie's coming out May 10th, 2019. I'm going to watch it because I need to know what happens. Yeah, yeah. But I'm nervous. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Things we're excited about, but also nervous about. Coming out on TV is Krypton, Sci-Fi Network, which is why I'm kind of nervous about it because they also came up with Sharknado, (laughs) which is a classic. Um... They're coming up with this show, which is basically Superman inspiring his grandfather back in time to rise up and basically bring the L family back into its its glory and back into fame. Um, and Brainiac is going to invade Krypton. And it's, it's just this amazingly epic story where Superman from the future inspires his grandfather from the past to fight it's basically another attempt to have a superman storyline without superman in the picture Mm. which is interesting i mean if if superman is a draw why not just have a show about superman i know why does it have to be superman's grandfather i don't know who superman's grandfather is i don't care who superman's grandfather (laughs) is but the fact that it's tied to superman i have to watch it but yeah. I'm nervous because we know the budget that sci-fi has to work with, right? <laughs> we know some of them graphics are going to be shoddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> some of the costumes are going to look like straight out of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but oh, what can we do? What do you think, man? Oh, man. You saw the trailer. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as story, I think it's pretty solid. I think it's... I don't know, man. I'm definitely nervous about it. You know, yeah. I gotta see, I gotta see how it's gonna play out because, it, I mean, Brainiac's coming in. You know, finally. Yeah. So that that's gonna be cool. I wonder how he's gonna look. All right. And now we have Metropolis, which is another TV show that I'm nervous about, and we're gonna talk more about Metropolis in a later show, just because we don't have very many details. But it's basically gonna be Metropolis, the city, Superman's city that he defends but no superman it's going to be lois lane and um lex luther kind of exposing the criminal underground in metropolis uh which i think is weird but if you watch smallville you know that that love triangle that they had going on Mm -hmm. with lana and lex and clark was pretty epic it was awesome i love smallville um they just need to bring Smallville back. They're rebooting everything. Bring Smallville back with everybody that was in it, and let's continue something that was great. But I'm nervous about it, so we'll see what happens with that. Anything else to say about that? No, nah, man. I hope they bring uh, Crypto the Super Dog. <laughs> Crypto the Super Dog. 
<laughs> I hope they have dogs on yeah. them. <laughs> I just remember Cartoon Network trying to bring in yeah. a show, Crypt yeah. of the Super yeah. Dog. That song still gets stuck yeah. in my head. Yeah. I'm not gonna sing it. I'm gonna spare you guys. But um, anyway, let's let's leave that alone. They need to just they just need to do Superman, right? Is all I gotta say about that. Next segment we have on our show is fatherhood. We're gonna be talking fatherhood stories. Uh, man, being a father has it just changed your life? It definitely has, man. It's so crazy. Like, I'm still learning what it means to be a father. Because, like, man, I'm starting to realize, like, it, I've been realizing for a couple of years and still realizing it. But, like, it's just so crazy how the kids pick up on your habits. Oh, you know? my They're goodness. constantly watching you. Even when you're on the toilet. <laughs> yes. You're eating. What is it They're about the toilet? They're constantly looking at that you. That is so fascinating. Yeah. You can't take a proper dump in your house without somebody just invading your privacy yeah. Yeah. and being like dad what are you doing dad yeah, it's yeah. like this is not something i like to talk about especially not while i'm doing yeah it. dude they are constantly watching you can i sit every with move. you yeah i know right you want to sit on my lap right no you cannot sit on my lap leave but then they learn i mean i guess that's how they learn but yeah, man, they're constantly watching. Oh man, I I don't even remember what life was like without kids. Yeah, dude. All I know is that it's it's changed for the better. Uh, life is so much more rewarding mm-hmm. when you have kids because you're not living for yourself anymore. Yeah. You know, you're living to raise up young men, and you get the once you get those aha moments, like man, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I'm so proud of my kid. Look at them. They're becoming little men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're becoming little responsible men. Yeah. I mean, I feel like bad moments way overshadow those good moments. But when you really focus on those good moments, you're like, man, this is great. There's yeah. no better feeling. Yeah. Like coming home from work and your kid's just like, daddy, running up to you, giving you a hug. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I live for those days. Live for those days. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's so rewarding, too, like when they're in sports. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's real cool, man. Just watching them, like both my boys are in t-ball, and uh, it's just just looking at them to see how they perform in front of everybody. You know, they know everyone's looking at them, and the way they handle it is pretty awesome. It's like wow, you know, the parenting skills at home paid off. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it was cool to see them socially interact with their teammates, and then again handle that pressure. You know, it's pretty cool, man. It's real rewarding. Yeah, to see them. None of them have gone after the pitcher with their bat yet. No, <laughs> no not yet. No fights. Only at home. Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. What about when they hit the ball? Do they ever run to the wrong base? Oh, yeah, all the time. Sometimes <laughs> they'll run in the dugout when they hit the ball. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, you're still in the game. Right. I hit it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. But in this, this segment, we like to talk about things that we've experienced as fathers, things that we've learned. Um, and like you were saying, it, it ties into what your, what my story was. Uh, the kids are always watching mm-hmm. and they're always learning from what you do. And you find I find that even in those moments where I think I'm going to teach my son something super deep and super epic, like mm-hmm. explaining to him the meaning <laughs> of life or dad... How was I born? And you're yeah. going to give him the birds and the bees talk. Yeah, and yeah. you explain it in such a way where it's like, wow, I explained it so eloquently. <laughs> Anybody could understand this. This was a perfect way to tell it to a child. And at the end of it, they go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, 
I don't know, kid, figure it out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to waste my time telling you the story again after yeah. I just told it to you. But uh, I, was, I was playing at, at um, I had just played uh, on the stage and my son decided to stay with me to help tear down, which uh, it was, you know, eight o'clock was past his bedtime. But I decided to keep him with me and he was super helpful on tearing down the stage equipment. He was just happy to be at my side doing what I was doing. He's constantly asking me, Dad, are you proud of me? Look, I'm helping. And he, he just was so joyful um, at being to being able to experience that with me. And it really just shows showed me that kids want to just be around you, doing whatever it is you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's washing the car, doing the dishes, tearing down stage equipment, or, or you know, um, being out working on the garden. Uh, the kids just want to be with you. But as parents, we sometimes feel this need to entertain them all day, which is, it's impossible to entertain them all day. And then it's it's incredibly taxing, dude. It's tiring to try to entertain your kids all day. I mean, you have experience with that. Oh, dude, tell me about it, man. I mean, it's so crazy. Like, if I'm constantly putting movies on for them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> eventually they get tired. <laughs> they get tired after two hours. No, but... Yeah, they, it, that's so true, man. They would just rather be with you. You know what I mean? That's what's most important. Just be bored together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with being bored. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, Albert Einstein, he discovered that E equals MC squared because he was bored. You know yeah. what I mean? Bored oh. out of his mind. He was sitting at his work and just thinking like, man. I'm bored. I'm going to think about energy yeah. and how energy <laughs> is made, right? Yeah. Uh, it was Isaac Newton who was sitting under a tree, bored out of his mind, thinking like, what am I going to have for dinner today? And an apple falls on his head and he's like, ow, wait a second, gravity, that's interesting. What? And then he thinks of the laws of gravity, you know what I mean? Uh, we feel this need to constantly be entertained. We're on... Facebook, we're on. Once once you scroll through Facebook, you go through Instagram. Once yep. you scroll through Instagram, you go through YouTube to find something that you want to watch. And after that, you watch you know movies with your kids. Uh, after you're done watching the movies, you scroll through Facebook again because yeah. some people update their posts. And you know we just constantly feel this need to entertain. Nobody's willing to just sit and be bored. And it's cool with your kids because then they get creative. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're bored, they decide I'm about to do something interesting yep. that my parents have never thought of because, well, and then they get in trouble too because yeah, that's when they yeah. get too creative. <laughs> yeah. But that's when it's a time where you can just start doing something around the house yeah. and let them help you. They feel accomplished and they feel like they had a great time with you and you were just getting things done that needed to get done. Yeah, It's productive and beneficial in all the ways possible. And... Um, it's it's less taxing for both parties involved mm -hmm. you know you get the car washed and you have a great time with your kid and then he's tired as heck from cleaning the car mm -hmm. you know what i mean so everyone benefits right right have yeah. you had those moments where you've been doing something and your kid just joins you and does it and you have a great time oh yeah yeah one one that comes to mind uh i know when i was serving in uh, food ministry and I was just breaking down boxes and my son would just come over. He's like, hey, what are you doing, dad? I was just breaking down these boxes, you know, they just come out and they just start helping, you know, 
he's like over over exerting himself. I was yeah. like, son, you can't lift that. It's like 120 pounds. <laughs> I was like, let me handle that, son. It's all right here. Hold this box, you know. And we just break down boxes, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that was the last time I remember where I was involved with doing something in the community, and he was there with me. Yeah, you know, but like stuff at home, like cleaning and stuff. You know, honestly, it's for me and my kids. It's it's about how I approach it. If I approach it in a way where it's like, go clean up your room right now. You know, it's they're just like, oh, you know. But if I switch it up, I'm like, hey, you know, you guys want to give me a hand doing this? You know, actually, like have have fun cleaning up. You know, like you said, you know, they get into it. And uh, that's probably the, like the best way to approach it, you know. Yeah, just making so, it fun. Something like that happened this morning. Uh, I made I made breakfast for the boys, and afterwards, you know, the dishes pile up, and um, I had dishes in the dishwasher, and so I'm trying to get these things loaded, trying to wash what I needed to wash. And Matthias is like, "Hey, Dad, can you play with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll play with you after I, I finish with these dishes." He said, "But you know, you can help me finish faster if you, you know, if you clean the table." And he was like, all right, I'll help you. And then I started spraying the table. He wanted to spray, so I let him just spray it all over the place. And then he, he got a rag, and then he did it up until the point where he was like, my arm is tired. I think it's going to fall off, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there. And I just, you know, I thanked him for, hey, man, that was super cool that you wanted yeah. to help and that you did it. So I'm, I'm super proud of you. And he felt really good. It also helped me get one of those things done. Yeah. It got done faster. It was nice. a great time. So, um Let's jump into our next segment. We talk sports, fathers and sports. Man, we love our sports. Me in particular, I love soccer. So let's talk some soccer. All right. We got the Champions League coming on, which is a very exciting time. I look forward to the Champions League every year. And I get more excited about the Champions League than I do the World Cup. And I'll tell you why. Because the Champions League... They're the best clubs in the world mm. up against the other best clubs in the world. Okay. You see the best playing the best. You know, where in the World Cup you have some <laughs> some teams that are made up of people who have regular jobs and also yeah. play soccer. <laughs> you got the mailman out there playing against what team is that? Lionel Messi. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And it's like, you're not going to compete. That's New Zealand. And half of these guys are, are mailmen and milkmen still and they're... And they're playing soccer for their country. Right. God bless them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. you know you don't stand a chance unless they <laughs> don't qualify. Uh, but we got teams this year that are qualifying, like the Netherlands. Who? Oh no, ne- Netherlands are great. I'm just kidding. They're they're awesome. I think Iceland for the first time their national team is making it. But uh, anyway, going back to Champions League update. So Champions League is in the quarterfinal. It's the top European teams that are. Man, they're killer. And um, if you're going to watch soccer, you want to watch high-class soccer, you got to watch the European League, especially the Champions League. And so we're in the quarterfinal. We just finished the first leg. We had Bayern Munich destroy Seville. Now, Seville was doing pretty awesome. They're kind of that team that you just didn't expect to make it that far up. They're one of the Spanish teams that they kind of sneak up on you. And they have risen... And they're competing against teams like Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich is their titans. You know what I mean? So it's that's pretty close. Two to one is pretty close. Real Madrid destroyed Juventus. Is that your team? No, no. <laughs> Real Madrid is not my team. Absolutely not. Real Madrid has Cristiano Ronaldo, which 
we're gonna have my father-in-law on the show he is he just adores cristiano ronaldo and i just i, I think the guy is cocky and arrogant and everything that is wrong with <laughs> professional sports sportsmanship um but he made me relive this moment over and over again when cristiano ronaldo did this perfect bicycle kick i mean you talk about picture perfect bicycle kick the ball is coming up into the air he jumps does a flip kicks the ball right into the goal and it was beautiful and juventus is not a they're a top-notch team they're the best team in italy and real madrid destroyed them 3-0 so it looks like juventus isn't going to come back from that i think they're they're down and out now barcelona also demolished roma barcelona hosts the best player in the world Lionel messi hands down if anybody has a problem with that i'm sorry but you have a problem um Barcelona beat them 4-1. to They're going to be playing again on April 10th. Liverpool surprised the world by beating Manchester City, the top team in England right now. They're like 10 points ahead of everybody else. And they got they lost to Liverpool. And Liverpool is, is, wow, they're not doing very great. But somehow they managed to beat the best team. And they're playing again on April 10th. Bayern and Real Madrid will be playing Seville and Juventus on April 11th for the second leg to see who's going to be moving on to the next round, which are the semifinals. And that's when things get exciting. World Cup's coming back 2018 in Russia. It kicks off June 14th, 8 a.m. with Russia versus Saudi Arabia. That's going to be exciting. Um, I'm excited to see how it's going to go. We got some, We got some crazy, exciting football matches and um we're gonna i don't even know who's gonna who's gonna go to the top this time around everyone's so good who won last time germany germany won this last time around against argentina Uh, great match yeah Uh, it was it was awesome but crazy crazy no italy italy didn't qualify oh wow italy did not qualify and italy i mean they've won yeah they've won multiple times and they didn't qualify and no usa so I mean, who are we going to root for? Obviously, I'm going for Mexico because I'm Mexican, you know, and USA is not an option for us, sadly. So we're going for Mexico. Who are you going to go for? Well, because I'm black, white, Filipino, Chinese, and Indian. You can go for everybody. I go for everybody. You go for everybody, right? No, I think I'm going to go for, um, I'm going to go for Germany. Yeah. Yeah, boy. They're really good. Are you German? Probably. Uh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm Danish or something like that. That, that doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't exist. What is that? Huh? Danish? Denmark? Oh, yeah. Denmark. I think I'm thinking like a pastry Danish. Those are, those are mm-hmm. yummy. Oh, but no, I think that's what people from Denmark are called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think I'm Denmark. But Danish are delicious. <laughs> you just made me hungry. Anyway, going into the NFL, a uh, sport that matters a lot in America, we have some Kaepernick drama. You know, wherever Kaepernick goes, he just decides to to bring up some drama. First of all, the national anthem is not <laughs> something you protest, okay? It's just one of those things that is like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But all it takes is you standing up and putting your right hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he decides to kneel, Okay. I feel like you could stand somewhere with a sign and you'll get the point across, but yeah. you got a responsibility. You know what I mean? You're still an American at mm. the end of the day, 
right? You have a responsibility to people who are watching you. And um, so I, I can understand why a lot of people have problems with him. But if you're going to protest, you better at least be good. You know yeah, what I mean? Because the Colin Kaepernick protesting is like, I mean, I can't think of somebody else in another sport where it's, I don't care what you think. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you're not very great. If yeah. Michael Jordan were to protest, you know, in the height of oh, his yeah. son, he'd be like, dang, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm on the wrong side. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's Michael Jordan. I know, <laughs> it, I can't really think of anyone. Right? Yeah. It's like Paul Pierce, you yeah, know, with yeah. the Celtics. Like, what? <laughs> you matter still? Like, I know, know, right? I mean? Some old player, like Scottie Pippen or something. There, there you go, yeah. Scottie. Scottie Pippen was great, man. Yeah, he was Back awesome in his player. day. He was an awesome I don't think player. Michael Jordan would have been... Michael Jordan, as we know him, without Scottie oh, yeah. Pippen passing him all those yeah. you know, assists. But um, <laughs> so Colin Kaepernick's got into this drama. He's accusing Coach Harbaugh and the Ravens GM uh, for colluding against him by signing RG3, Robert Griffin III. Neither of them have played the 26th season when RG3 was with the Cleveland Browns. He didn't play that whole year. You know, he has a tendency to be injured. He messed up his knee, and he hasn't been the same. Now, Colin Kaepernick, he's fine. Yeah. He's just not that great. And people are like, oh, it's because of the protest. Mm -hmm. What it shows you is he's got a problem with authority, mm -hmm. right? He thinks he's the bomb because he had that one great season with the 49ers. Yeah. And I'm a 49er fan. Yeah. But, dude, if you're going to be that kind of guy, if you're going to be that kind of player who is against authority, who protests things like the national anthem, you know what I mean? It just, and then accuses people of collusion when he's not selected. I mean, if I had to pick between RG3 and Kaepernick, I'd pick RG3. What do you think? RG3, he's, he's uh, you know, I got to say, uh, Colin Kaepernick, he's definitely a faster player, or as far as running against uh, RG3. Uh, now, as far as pocket passing, RG3 is a little bit better. But both those guys like to run. So, you know, if it was up to me, um, I'd probably go with Kaepernick, man. Yeah. You know, he, he is talented. He, he is talented. Uh, I mean, he posed naked for ESPN. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, man. That was so weird when he did it. I couldn't believe it, man. It was so weird. My but RG three, he's got a great arm. Colin Kaepernick, I think he has a slightly better arm. Um, I think the fact they they want to start RG three right over Kaepernick. I think he's just gonna be backup. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd probably go with RG three if you want to avoid drama. Yeah. Because you know? because yeah. I can't imagine like if he got if Colin Kaepernick got signed, the whole world is looking at him. Right. You know what I mean? And that team. Does that team want that kind of publicity? You know? Right, because then, I mean, player walks in the team with a stank on him, yeah. and that stank washes over the whole team. Yeah. I mean, who wants that? Right. No one wants that. It's just a mess, and that's the thing with these teams. I think what they're trying to avoid is the drama. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, avoiding yeah. the drama. Well, anyway, I think we've covered just about everything we're going to cover for this segment and uh, for the show, but we want to end the show on with the verse of the day. Verse of the day is Romans twelve eighteen. Live at peace, as far as depends on you. Live peaceably with all men. You know, living at peace really depends on how you react 
to difficult people as we were mm -hmm. talking about. And um, we're all responsible for how we react to people and not how they react to us. And it's all about what are you gonna do with what's with the hand that's dealt to you. So live in peace. Choose peace over retaliation. Retaliate with peace. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's the best defense and attack when you are being attacked. You completely counter it, completely throw somebody off. You know, when you're being rude to somebody and they are just completely nice to you, you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, why did I just rip that lady's head off? Like, she's so nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're like yelling at this person and they're like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Is there anything we can do to make you happy? And you're like, man, why you got to do that? Now I feel bad about yeah. yelling at you yeah. and it wasn't even your fault, but I'm yelling at you and I'm so sorry. Uh, so let's just not yell at people. Let's be nice to people. And if you find yourself getting yelled at, don't yell back. Don't name call. Don't be Sean Hannity or Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. Just respond with love, peace, and positivity. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to recommend something. Jeff is going to recommend something. I am recommending to you, anybody who is listening, you got to read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Great book. I just finished this book. It took me like two years to read it. I picked it up one time at Barnes & Noble. I take my kids regularly to Barnes & Noble because we just love books. And they have a great free train set that all kids oh, have wow. access to. So if you want your kid to be sick and uh, to contract the flu or any other <laughs> illness, you take them to Barnes & Noble and you let them play on that train set because kids wipe their snot on their hands and then use all those trains and oh, then yeah. every other kid in the world also uses those trains. So sanitize your child's hands. But it's a great place to take them and you can just sit, have a coffee, read a book. I have been collectively reading this book over months and months and months now, made into years, to where I finally finished it. And wow. man, the ending, the ending of that book. You're just like, dude, what am I doing with my life? What? Yeah, it's, one of the, it's not one of those books where you just read it and you, you, cut, you, you put it down and you're like, that was a great story. Yeah. No, that book makes you question the things that are important in your life. Wow. And it puts into perspective, what are you living for? Yeah. Pick up the book. We're going to have a link on our podcast notes. You can purchase it on Amazon. The audiobook is just as good. If you like Scar's voice from The Lion King, he <laughs> reads the book. So if you like Jeremy Irons, he's a great actor. He also has a wonderful voice. I couldn't help but imagine Scar with glasses, sitting in front of a microphone with a book in his hands, reading it to me. It was wonderful. So I enjoyed oh, it. Wow. Jeff, what do you oh, recommend? Man. Yeah, I just finished up a book uh, with a buddy of mine, and it's called uh, What the Bible Says About Being a Man by J. Richard Fugate. Uh, it's an awesome book, man. It's so crazy how he just breaks down uh, the biblical view of a man and what it means to be a man. Um, Man, it was a very tough book to take in because there was a lot of room for growth for me. And it's something that I definitely have to read again because it was just so much good stuff, you know, so much good stuff. And it's an awesome book. I, I recommend it to anybody, anybody. It's good. It's real practical, very down to earth. Um, it's a great book. It took me about, it takes me a long time to read a book, actually. But 
it could probably take you, I don't know, a week to read it. Yeah, finding the yeah. time, it's, it's hard when you have kids. Oh, it's only time. Yeah. But man, it's it's a topic that's really important, especially for you fathers out there, knowing what expectations to set for your child about yeah. manhood. Um, we're gonna have a, a link to the to the book on Amazon if you guys want to check that book out, buy it. It's super important for you fathers out there. Check out that book. And thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This is a Jeff and Fonz show for Jeff Perry. I'm the Fonz. Yeah. We're checking out. Have a good night and God bless.